0: So uh, it, it's it's pretty fitting that we've actually just had uh, a discussion about uh, about confession because this morning I have a confession to make. I have a coworker that I just don't get along with. When. Uh, when this person like walks into the room, I'm just like, you know, you know those people that like your muscles. St- you guys are trying to figure out if it's Rob or Devin. Don't worry, it's somebody at my other job. I'm not throwing them under the bus here. Uh, is, you know those people that like they walk into the room and you're just like, you know that they're there and you just like feel yourself getting tense. I have one of those at my other job and it's tough. I, I, I get it. Uh, so yeah, so it's, it's not Rob or Devin. Don't worry. Um, and. and the thing that i keep coming back to is like this person we don't get along we got off on the wrong foot our personalities are like completely opposite to each other but i know that god still calls me uh calls me to love this person and and calls me to to show his love and calls me to show his compassion and his grace to this person as difficult as it is for me and uh that's kind of what we've been we've been looking at uh, over the past couple of weeks we've been looking at the book of Jonah and we're we're wrapping up the series this morning a- and Jonah goes to these people that he just th- these people are are the people that he's not going to get along with. Uh and uh so we're going to we're going to wrap this series up this morning. A- and before we do I I just want to jump back in and, and just as a reminder if you've not been here for the past couple of weeks or um or or maybe you've kind of forgotten uh just a couple quick things um I had a professor in Bible college that said, there's no such thing as a failure in ministry because you could always be used as a bad example. And uh, that's something that kind of stuck with me. And when I read the story of Jonah, I'm like, oh yeah, that. Um, and then the other thing I just want to remind you of is that the, the book of Jonah is actually a satire. It's uh, a story that we look at this this character of Jonah and we see uh, that, you know, this is not necessarily the example to follow, but we in the this, in this story we see... Uh, a mirror in which we see ourselves. Uh, so we look at this character who we're not necessarily supposed to follow his example uh, because it, he provides this uh, this way for us to look at him and say, oh, I'm not like that. Am I? Uh, and so just keep that in mind as we uh, as we look into the, the book of Jonah this morning. Uh, if, if you've kind of missed some of our messages so far in this series, uh, you can catch up. They are on our website, promisechurch.ca. Uh, they're on the main site, not on the kind of internal site, Uh, but you can catch up there, and uh, as always, if you have any questions or comments through the message, uh, you can hit the Today's Message tab on the tablet or on promisechurch.community, and you can uh, type those in there, Uh, and if we have time, we will get to those this morning. Uh, So... This morning we're just going to jump right in uh, and pick, pick up where we left off last week. Uh, we're going to finish out the book, but we're going to start a, a little bit in chapter 3 and then read chapter 4. Uh, so this morning we're going to read Jonah chapter 3 verse 10 uh, through the end of 4. So, when God saw what they did, how they turned from their evil way, God relented of the disaster that he had said he would do to them, and he did not do it. That's the city of Nineveh, if you... I haven't caught caught on to that. Uh, But it displeased Jonah exceedingly, and he was angry. And he prayed to the Lord and said, "'O Lord, is not this what I said "'when I was yet in my country? "'That is why I made haste to flee to Tarshish, "'for I knew that you are a gracious God and merciful, "'slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love "'and relenting from disaster. "'Therefore now, O Lord, please take my life from me.'" For it is better for me to die than to live. And the Lord said, Do you do well to be angry? Jonah went out of the city and sat to the east of the city and made a booth for himself there. He sat under it in the shade till he should see what would become of the city. Now the Lord appointed a plant and made it come up over Jonah so that it might be a shade over his head to save him from his discomfort. God this morning we we open ourselves to to your word that through through the words on on these pages God that you would speak to us that God that your understanding and your uh your knowledge of your character would come through this morning through your word we ask this in Jesus name amen so Uh, There have been kind of questions and comments that have come in throughout this series uh, referencing the the VeggieTales Jonah movie. Uh, and I finally sat down and watched it this week. Um, you know, you think I should have done that earlier in my preparation. Uh, but they actually, they get this story quite right. But one of my favorite parts of uh, of that movie is, you know, they're, the pirates who don't do anything are, are telling the story of Jonah and, and how they met him, and they were the, the sailors on the ship. Um, and, you know, they're telling the story to Junior Asparagus. And they get to the point where... You know, the, the plant comes up and then the worm eats it. Um, silly Khalil. Uh, and, and so they finally, they, they get to this point and and they leave Jonah and they go, okay, the end. And they close the, the little partition between the two booths. And the, the rest of them are like, that, that's it? So they, they completely nail this where it's like, it's this ending that's like, it's almost like uh, Monty Python and the Holy Grail where the story just ends. And you're like what what do you do with this uh so it's this really bizarre like this this book is is so unique in so many ways and uh, this ending is just like what do you what do you do with that uh so uh as we've been looking through this story we see uh one of the themes that you you see constantly throughout the book of jonah uh, is the theme of god's compassion and there's not a whole lot that's, that's new uh, in terms of what, what God's doing through, through this story. Um, so this morning I'm just going to kind of move through this quickly. Um, so the first thing that we see is that God shows compassion on all people, including his enemies. So we see that God has spared the Ninevites. We see that he, uh, uh, he has shown mercy on them. And the city is spared. Like I talked about, uh, I believe it was last week, um, the city of Nineveh was eventually overthrown, but not for another 150 or so years uh, after this story takes place. Uh, So God continues to show compassion on all people. Uh, And God also continues to show compassion on Jonah. Uh, As much as Jonah gets things wrong time and time again, God continues to give him second chances, third chances, fourth chances, and on and on. and in the end, we come back to gratitude that God continues to show us the same compassion that he shows, uh, shows to his enemies. Uh, he continues to show compa- the same compassion to us that he shows to Jonah, this flawed prophet. That God continues to put up with the Jonah in each and every one of us. So. We, we've also talked about throughout this story, you know, there are so many people in this story that don't act the way we expect them to. And in, in this chapter, we see, we see Jonah interacting with God for the second time. Uh, there's the, the structure of the book that, God, that Jonah interacts with other people, and then he interacts with God, and then he interacts with other people, and then he interacts with God. So this is the, the second interaction with God, and he's angry. He's mad that this compassion that that God has shown on him time and time again He's showing to other people And and so It's at this point in the story if you if you've never read it before that we find out like this is the reason that Jonah Decided not to go to Nineveh in the first place He's like, God, I know you're compassionate. I know you're gonna show mercy on these people, so I don't wanna go there. That's the reason he ran in the first place. But when we start to put ourselves in his shoes, we we can start to understand why. So we're, we're fortunate that we live in a free country, that we live in a place where we're not being oppressed by another nation. And I know people I I I know people who uh, who have come to Canada who have immigrated from other countries where there is horrible uh, horrible things happening where there's oppression uh, And things like that that are happening to their people that they are fleeing from and and just the horrors of of what's going on In in other places in the world. We're so fortunate that we uh, we live in this in this free country But the Israelites didn't have that experience Uh, If you remember Nineveh was the capital of Assyria and and the Assyrian nation for so long time and time again were they were attacking the Israelites doing terrible things to them and and so you kind of you look at Jonah and and you see how He he would react to that like He's going he's being sent by God to these people that have for so long been the oppressors of his people people that have done terrible things to people people that have killed his people, maybe even some of his friends and family. And so you start to understand why Jonah wouldn't want to go and and preach this message of deliverance. Jonah, perhaps, along with some of the other Israelites, he might have even said, like, maybe I shouldn't go because I want them to be destroyed for what they've done to us. And, And so... You know, maybe, uh, so th- there was this text message that came through last week that maybe I, I was being a bit harsh with Jonah. And and yeah, he doesn't get things right all the time, but in, in this moment, you kind of understand why. You kind of, you realize that these people were, were his enemies. The people that God's calling him to are, are people that were not good people. And, and before we started this series, a, a couple weeks ago, Rob was uh, talking about that God's grace is, offensive sometimes And and this is what Jonah's feeling that he's like these people are my people's enemy and God wants me to go and preach deliverance and mercy to them It's an offensive idea And so eventually he goes we know he gets to Nineveh he preaches his message But then he doesn't like what happens he in a way wants to play God so two weeks ago we, we talked about uh, his prayer from the belly of the fish and, and the last line of the prayer that, that Jonah says is salvation belongs to the Lord and it's this beautiful sentiment that Jonah doesn't believe he, he says salvation belongs to the Lord, but his actions speak louder than his words. He gets to Nineveh, he does the bare minimum, and then he goes outside the city to wait for it to be destroyed. He, Jonah wants to be the arbiter of who receives salvation. And, and we see this same kind of idea paralleled uh, in Matthew 20 in the parable of the workers, where um, there are the workers that work all day long and the workers that work for just the last hour of the day. That get paid the same, and the workers that were there all day kind of have this this outrage that they're like, why is, why is this guy getting paid, the same as I am when I've worked for so long? And, and Jonah has this idea. He's like, why are these people who have done nothing to deserve it receiving God's mercy? And so Jonah he he sets up camp outside the city, and he and he waits for God's judgment. Now this is one of those things where we go, okay, sure, like, he's gonna go, like, the message he preached a a couple chapters or last chapter was, you know, 40 days and Nineveh will be overthrown. So you're like, is he gonna go and wait outside the city for 40 days waiting for this to happen? And there there are some uh, again coming back to some of the criticisms of the book some uh some manuscripts some of the later manuscripts do say um in in the in jonah's message that it says three days and nineveh will be overthrown um these uh, these documents have been shown that it is something that got changed later on so it is it is 40 days but we we kind of go okay this is this is commitment like he's gonna sit outside the city for for 40 days and, and wait but again it, it reveals it reveals his attitude it reveals his character saying okay i i i did what i needed to do i did he did the bare minimum but he's like i did what i needed to do now i'm going to wait for god's judgment and it, it again it shows his attitude and and god god calls him out on it and he's like is your anger justified should i not be concerned for this great city and, and he have this reckoning between between Jonah and God where uh, I talked last week about Jonah having this kind of childish attitude and, and here he almost takes it to the next level where he's like he's throwing a temper tantrum and he's saying it's not fair it's not fair that they get the same thing that I do and, and God just says really like is your anger justified here are you are you in the right and and I love I love how this book ends, because God is, is kind of being a little bit sassy with Jonah, uh, where he, he says, you know what, like, th- this line about the cattle, the book ends with the, this line, uh, you know, the, there are this many people in the city, and there's also a lot of cattle. And I thought about that, I'm like, what? That's such a weird little detail to include. But it, as I thought about it, I'm like, God's saying to him, like, okay, So you don't care about the people, but you cared about the plant. So maybe I should show compassion on on the city because maybe you'll at least care about the cows. And and so I love how God's being a little bit sassy with them. uh, But anyway, we, we, we get to this point and God asks him this question and the book ends. We, we don't get Jonah's answer. We don't know how the story resolves. Like, we know Nineveh stood for another 150 or so years, but we don't know how the people lived in the city after that, we don't know how Jonah responded to this, we don't know what happened to Jonah. And, and as a satire, the, the questions that God asks of Jonah are questions that we have to answer. When, when, we, when we read this book, it's, it's something that we have to reckon with in ourselves. And we see in Jonah what happens in our own hearts. We see this thing of how, how Jonah has this idea of, like, these people are my enemies. There's us and there's them. And, and God's mercy is for us, but for them? No. And, and sometimes we carry that own idea. or We, we carry that same idea. We, we have this idea that, yes, God's mercy is for me, and, and I, I cherish that, and I I'm, I revel in that, but those people over there, they don't deserve it. We have this idea of, God, use me however you want, just don't send me there. Don't send me to to those people. And, and you can fill in the blank however you want, whether it's that coworker that you don't get along with, whether it's the neighbor that you know has wild parties till all hours of the night whether it's the homeless whether it's the lgbtq community whoever it is that that you whether whether consciously or unconsciously say to god send me wherever you want just not there when we have that attitude we're we're missing something See, when we when we read this story, what we see is we see that God sends someone to bring a message of his compassion to people who don't deserve it. And he shows mercy on those who have chosen to live in a way that would bring about their own death and destruction. It sounds familiar, doesn't it? In this story, we see A foreshadowing we see a a micro version of the gospel we see that God sends someone to bring a message of compassion to people who don't deserve it and he shows mercy on those living in a way that would bring their own death and destruction one of the things that sometimes you hear from people is they're like I can't go to church if I ever stepped in the doors of a church I would immediately be struck down by lightning and it's this Self-evaluation that they're like, I'm not good enough. But sometimes we as Christians, we carry that judgment about other people. That we carry that evaluation of others. And how often do we judge somebody as unworthy or beyond hope? And what does... What the story makes us realize is that we have to truly believe. If we believe that God's mercy is for us, then we truly have to believe that God's mercy is for everyone. And if you believe either explicitly or implicitly that there's somebody who's beyond God's compassion, then you've missed the point of the gospel. But I want you to know that there's hope. Just as God gives Jonah, the flawed prophet, chance after chance to get it right, he offers us chance after chance as well. He gives us continued opportunities. As much as we are flawed people, we've already talked about this morning, you know, we're not perfect people. Jonah is the flawed prophet. I'm a flawed pastor. We're all flawed people. But God continues to show his compassion on us, continues to give us chance after chance after chance. So God, this morning we thank you. We thank you for the compassion that you have shown to us when we don't deserve it. And God, as we step out into the things that you have called us to, the people that you have called us to to share your love and compassion with, God, we pray that you would strengthen us. We know that you go with us, and we thank you for that. And God, as you stretch us and mold us into the people that you have always intended us for us to be, God, I pray that that we would be open to that, that we would be willing to go into the difficult moments, the difficult situations, to the people who might be difficult to love. That you would strengthen us, that you would give us the boldness and the faith to trust you when you say that you have good things for them and good things for us. Even when we don't see eye to eye on, on different topics or, or different ideas, God, help us to understand that there, there's, no, there's no us, there's no them. There's just people who need you who need your love, who need your compassion. And God, as you send us out, that we would be willing servants, that we would be willing to go and step out into what you are calling us to do. We thank you for the, the call that you have placed on each and every one of us, and we thank you for the compassion that you show us when we don't get it right. and We thank you for the chance that you give us again and again. And God, today we commit ourselves to, to, if we've fallen down to getting back up again and, and going for it one more time. God, thank you so much for your mercy. Thank you that you use flawed prophets and flawed people to do your work. Thank you. In Jesus' name, amen.